Hey, and welcome to the Kid Therapist Podcast. This is Allie. And this is Lauren. We are two licensed mental health therapists practicing in Maryland who love helping kids and families to manage and overcome their mental health struggles. Our goal of this podcast is to educate, inspire, and provide some insight into what could be going on with your kids. Here we go. On today's episode of the Kid Therapist Podcast, we are back to talking more about anxiety. We're going to give you the do's and don'ts for anxiety treatment and recap our Lynn Lyons workshop in New Hampshire that we went to a couple weeks ago. We can't wait to share all this new information and knowledge and skills that we hope that your kid will learn or is learning in their anxiety treatment with their therapist. And if your kid doesn't have a therapist yet, maybe just some things to consider Uh, to make sure that they have as their goals for treatment. So hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back, listeners. We missed recording with you guys last week, but we definitely needed a self-care break after our time with Lynn Lyons in New Hampshire. We had an amazing time. I think Lauren's trying to convince us to move up north. Love New England. <laughs> and start a practice in New England and, like, Maine. I know you, like, love Maine. Maine is my favorite. Yes. Um, but I have to say it was really beautiful up there. We had an amazing and intensive two days of training, bonding, lots of eating, Lots of snacks. We had a really wonderful time. So highly recommend taking a trip up to New Hampshire um, if you you can. Um, So for today's podcast, we thought it'd be helpful to kind of circle back with more information about anxiety in kids since that's the number one thing that we see with the kids we work with. And we just learned a whole bunch of new knowledge that we really want to share with you. It'd be kind of mean if we didn't um, since we've talked so much about going to this conference Uh, So during the two-day workshop, we talked a lot about effective ways to treat anxiety and techniques that can be implemented in treatment. And today we thought it might be helpful to share some of those techniques and methods that uh, a therapist might utilize during therapy with your child if they're experiencing a lot of anxiety symptoms. So uh, we have kind of a do's and don'ts list for helping your kids with anxiety. And these are based on a lot of the skills that we learned at the Lynn Lyons workshop. She is like my hero. We got to meet her and take a picture and ask her questions. Fangirl moment. Yes, total fangirl. Like we were awkward and it was it was hilarious. It was awesome. Um, so So obviously listen to your own child's individual therapist and follow their specific recommendations, but also do your research. You know, there's so many ways and different people out there that have different styles that they determine is the best way to treat anxiety. But, you know, we're simply giving our opinion based on our trainings and knowledge that we've, you know, acquired over the years. So, um, so yeah, here we go. So we're going to start it off with some of the don'ts. So first things first. Don't get too caught up in the actual content of what your kid is saying about the worry. So, for example, there's so many kids that we're working with right now who are maybe afraid of getting a shot at the doctor. And the parent might explain everything that goes into the shot and try to rationalize the worry as a way to help the kid manage. And we've just loved one of the things that Lynn said at the workshop. If the reassurance doesn't help the kid within 10 seconds, then it's not going to work in the long run. And you spend a lot of time constantly going over that external reassurance and trying to focus on the specific worry. Um, 
So focusing too much on the content, and that's what your kid is worried about, um, you know, can just cause, um, as the parent, you're explaining all the ways that that's so unlikely. For example, another example, say a kid is worried about a burglar breaking into the house. And as a parent, you spend all this time explaining all the ways that that's so unlikely and we live in a safe neighborhood and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And one of the things we love that Lynn said too is, worry is all about blah 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 blah, and you can't handle it exactly that's kind of like her her quote like it's just all this noise and all this you know stuff that worry tries to convince you to stay away from that situation or be safe uh that ends up not really helping in the long run i know that was one of the things that i struggled with when i was a new therapist of kids would come to me with all different sorts of worries Mm -hmm. whether it was throwing up or dogs, or snakes, or flying, or there's so many worries out there. I was like, how can I be an expert in all the worries? (laughs) So it was really awesome to hear, even as a parent, you don't have to be an expert in all the worries, and the Mm -hmm. treatment is actually not about the specific worry. We're going to talk a lot about more what it's really about. So don't get caught up in the actual content, focusing on what the specific worry is that your kid is having. Next big one is don't eliminate and avoid. Anxiety thrives off of avoidance. So successful anxiety treatment will not focus on the anxiety symptoms going away. I don't know about you, Allie. Everybody that comes into my Mm -hmm. office that is struggling with anxiety wants me to have that magic wand that can wave it in the air and all the worries, all the anxious feelings, stomach aches, all of that just goes away. Yep. I hear that all the time and you know I even started asking during the intake you know what would it look like when we finish treatment or what would your goals look like you know of course we go over goals and you know for a lot of kids initially we hear uh, you know, I won't feel anxious anymore, or I won't feel worried anymore, or my stomach won't hurt anymore. All those things will just magically go away. So it takes a lot of kind of psychoeducation and just explaining to them, uh, front loading, as Lynn says, you know, kind of the process and how that works about worry and how we're basically, you know, treating it and not having it eliminated. And that's actually, as you're working with your child's therapist, that's not even a helpful treatment plan goal. Right. Is to eliminate anxiety. Um, it's not realistic. It's not yeah. realistic. Anxiety is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anxiety helps you, you know, a long time ago, it helped you run away from those bears yeah. or those saber tooth <laughs> tires. Right. Um, you know, now anxiety might help you prepare for that presentation or mm-hmm. study for that test. Yeah. Or get motivated to get up during the day. Mm-hmm. I know, like, if I look at my clock and I'm, like, worried, oh, no, I slept a couple minutes too late, and then anxiety's pumping me up and saying, you better get out of bed. But if I had no worries, I'd just be like, eh, I'll just get to work whenever I get to work, which wouldn't be effective. Yeah, so anxiety treatment is not about – Staying away from the scary things, doing the, having all the safe spaces, not getting rid of anxious events, avoidance, that is just going to be keeping that anxiety and worry and anxiety disorder going and thriving mm-hmm. off of it. And you don't want your kid to live in a bubble. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want bubble kids. <laughs> <laughs> so third thing is, this is a biggie. Don't just let your kid be in therapy without knowing what the therapist is working on with the kid. I know that's something that's really important to Allie and I in our work. Um, We're very collaborative with parents. We know that you all are the most important people in your child's life, and we will never be experts on 
your child in the way that you're an expert on your child. And let's face it, too, your kid probably spends 45 to 50 minutes with us. Mm -hmm. And how many hours do they spend outside of our office? And so anxiety treatment is really critical on a lot of parent coaching, helping your kid bring all the things they're learning into session outside of session. So treating anxiety is a family thing. As a parent, you know, especially if you have an elementary school, even middle school um, child, you should be involved in the process. Yeah, I like another thing. I mean, I wish I could just like have Lynn in my back pocket all the time, but I love Lynn. (laughs) Yeah, best Lynn. Um, I I just you know I just love every philosophy that she has. But she she said um, if you can drive to your appointment or get yourself to the appointment in some way, whether they're walking after school or you know taking a bus or whatever, um, then the parent doesn't have to be involved as much, and that just kind of signals that you know. They're probably around 16, 17, 18 and up. And by then, they should have that independence and autonomy to be able to work on their own treatment. But, um, yeah. And we're talking specifically about anxiety. We're not saying that. Yes. And even in that situation, the parent's not going to be in every single session. But you need to be a part of the therapeutic process. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Um, So now we're kind of shifting to the do's. You know, we like to focus on the positives and and the things that you do want to search for. Um, so, so here are the things that we hope that you and your child will learn when uh, you're in anxiety treatment with a certain therapist. And if you're not in treatment with a, a therapist yet for your kid, um, these are just things to look out for. If you do end up searching for a therapist, maybe questions to ask about how um, they develop goals and how they work with children with anxiety, um, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that that say they treat anxiety but maybe they you know anxiety is everywhere so yeah I could say I treat anxiety but maybe I don't have the training so not to discount you know their education and what they've they've learned but maybe just have some screening questions ready so first first do uh, understand the worry cycle and the relationship between your child and his or her worry so ideally a therapist would help your child understand this and understand the the brain process and how that works and basically how the amygdala uh, which is like the emotional center of the brain is the activator and that drives the worry process in your child's brain I like to call it the watchtower. Like Ooh, I like that. I use like fire alarm a lot. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's all these analogies. I love it. Um, but that can help your kid learn to reframe their mind into thinking that they're not being chased by a bear. Instead, you know, it's just a flu shot or it's just a test or it's just a thunderstorm. So they'll notice those parts in their body that they're experiencing and realize, oh, I remember this feeling. I got this. It's just my worry. You know, no big deal. I know even as an adult and therapist, it's always really empowering to understand how our bodies are designed and how they work and mm-hmm. like understand what's happening because especially anxiety, you feel they're so out of control of your body. It almost feels like your body's revolting on you and just yeah. understanding even the way your systems work, like mm-hmm. why you might feel dizzy or why your stomach might hurt or um, can be so empowering. Absolutely. Just getting that education. It's kind of like a peek behind the curtain, like the Wizard of Oz, like you're getting like inside look about the workings of your, your mind and then that's how how you can um, learn to change it basically. So during the don'ts, we talked about not focusing on the content and that's the specific worries like a dog or going to the dentist. So instead, the treatment and as a parent, you should focus on the process. 
So this is a really big thing that Lynn highlights throughout her trainings and in her books. And we highly recommend her book. I know that's one I recommend to parents. Yeah, all the we'll time. put it on the Facebook. We have the Anxious Kids, Anxious, Anxious Parents book that we highly recommend. Um, and then also the new one, like um, Casey's. Called Playing uh, with Anxiety, yeah, yeah. which is a great one to give your late elementary school, yes. middle school, or teen. Even. That they can read independently. Yeah. And also, you know, you as a parent should read too. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, thanks for linking those up, Allie. Yeah. So we'll understand, um, when you're focusing on the process, you're going to understand the process of how worry works. And that's way more beneficial and effective than focusing on each little worry at a time and trying to manage that. Um, sometimes, I think we'll talk about this more, but it feels like whack-a-mole. Like, mm. okay, like I we figured out the worry about a robber breaking into our house at night. So, and a lot of times, because with anxiety, that'll just turn into the next worry. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now we're worried about if I throw up in class at school. And you're just kind of playing whack-a-mole, because each time you um, figure out that one little worry, another one's going to pop up. Like it's so, exhausting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so your what process-based means is learning about how anxiety functions, knowing this is how anxiety works, this is what it usually says and demands, and what you can say back to the worry. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and then the next step is taking action. So action over avoidance. I, you know, we can't emphasize that, you know, more, but basically this ties back into uh, the avoiding uh, elimination strategies, the calming down, the safe spaces, the relaxation, and and not to discount those. Those can be really effective and, and you know really helpful, but that's not the solution. That's you know that's like putting a band aid you know over like something that needs like intense stitches. You know, like you really need to to understand. Um, how to stand up to worry and what to say and the language to use and taking this defensive position um, isn't going to work in the long run. So uh, Lynn really emphasized in teaching us the offensive positions to overcoming worries pattern. So um, this was one quote that I either wrote down or was in one of our slides. I was like scribbling like crazy. My hand was cramping up. Um, but basically she said, uh, if you will stop telling your alarm center that there's danger, it will learn on its own not to push that danger button. So basically you're telling your, you know, your amygdala, that part of your brain, like, oh, like, I, I remember this feeling. Like, I remember when my stomach feels this way that that's, you know, me preparing to get ready for a test. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock this test. I'm going to try my hardest. I'm willing to feel a little uncomfortable in order um, to put my effort into this test here. So it's almost like channeling that nervous energy into some kind of action in order to you know, push through it, basically. Um, another big one is that there will be exposure. So when the brain relearns, our brains are so cool. Um, they're <laughs> constantly growing and changing. And um, so helping your child gradually to have more experiences with whatever they're afraid of, where the relationship has changed and they're now in the driver's seat, that's going to help boost their confidence to manage their anxiety overall. And research shows that avoidance without the skill Mm -hmm. building, which is a lot of what we're talking about, to manage anxiety symptoms in the long run makes anxiety worse. And I know we see this a lot of Mm -hmm. times too. Maybe kids um, were dealing with some worry and some anxiety when they're younger and research shows, and you know, we've seen this, if if that anxiety goes untreated or um, they continue to, it continues to worsen, they're at much higher risk for depression. Yeah. Um, And an onset of that, usually in like the teen years, adults, um, 
So yeah. this is really important stuff. And it, it kind of makes sense because if you're not exposing yourself to these scary things, if you're avoiding so much, you then become to you know isolating yourself. Mm-hmm. And especially if there's some social anxiety piece to it, then you don't have that social network, that social connection, or maybe you only get it through um, like media sources like apps and stuff, then that's not, um, you know, they're not developing the skills that they need to, you know, overcome those difficult, you know, hormonal teen years. So that's unfortunate that depression is, is very likely if yeah. it's not treated. Yeah, so exposure is so important. And an important piece to remember about an exposure plan or fear plan or worry plan, your mm-hmm. therapist might call it different things, um, is that your child will not be calm and comfortable. This is hard work. Yeah. You know? And so as therapists, we spend a lot of time coaching parents, empowering parents, encouraging parents. This is where it's so critical to have the parent involved in treatment um, and to have those tools because you know, as a parent, you're going to want to rescue your child. You're yeah, not you don't want, want them to, to feel them in distress. Struggling yeah. and distressed. And, um, but that's such an important mm-hmm. piece of anxiety treatment. Um, and so if the child, I know Allie and I oftentimes use fear plans. Yes. And there's, so I tell the child, okay, we'll maybe talk about their, their different, how worry works and the different places they might be avoiding and kind of rate them mm-hmm. on a scale between one and 10. Yeah, and, like a hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. And so I tell them, you know, okay, we're not going to go out and do number 10 right, right. away, but we're going to work our way up to that. And, um, and once you feel calm and comfortable and, um, you know, then you know, if, and that you're going to move to the next step. Well, you might move to that next step, even if you're not 100% calm and comfortable. Right. Anxiety's not going to give you that 100% calm and comfortable feeling. Exactly. And if they're too calm and too comfortable, then we need to, you know, heighten the, the step a little bit. Like, we need to raise the bar, so to yeah. speak. And we just can't emphasize enough. You're going to hear this, us say this so <laughs> many times, is we're not going to get rid of the worry. The goal is not to never feel anxious anymore when you're taking a test or riding the school bus. The goal is to change their, your relationship and take that offensive relationship or take that defensive relation to, to an offense. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's hard sometimes for kids and parents to hear, especially, um, you know, I, I've had some kids who have had previous therapists, you know, maybe they're, they're older kids and maybe they saw them when they, you know, another person when they were younger and there was this emphasis on, you know, eliminating the worry, eliminating the anxiety, learning breathing techniques and relaxation skills. And again, those are really helpful. Um, but it can be hard to kind of swallow that pill and hear that we're not going to get rid of this. Like, sorry. And and I think that really helps to change the, the focus of treatment and understanding that we're not taking that defensive role anymore. Yeah. And naturally, when you take that offensive stance and you start to become the one that is more empowered than the, the worry thoughts that are so consuming, mm-hmm. the, na- the anxiety and the worry and the physical symptoms, they're naturally going to start to decrease. Exactly. Like, we're not saying that the intensity will, will persist for, for forever, but, um, you know, they might notice that funny feeling in their stomach, but they'll be able to, you know, manage it a little bit better than maybe they were before because I think sometimes it can snowball into, you know, becoming more intense or more severe. 
Um, so, you know, the, the entire family really needs to be on the same page and involved, um, even if the parents are co-parenting. So that's something that uh, us as therapists sometimes struggle with is making sure that um, parents, especially if there's um, blended families involved, that everybody's on the same page because sometimes you're working with four parents, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome that that kid has that many, you know, people in their life to support them. But you can also get a lot of different messages. I've even had some grandparents who like to throw in their, their two cents. So then we got six adults in the mix and it just becomes a little overwhelming. So um, just understanding that they, you know, all really have to be on the same page or, you know, we're not going to get anywhere, at least not in the the uh, pace that we want to. Uh, There will be homework. There will be skill building. It is work. Like Lauren said, you know, of course we try to make it as playful and, you know, we want therapy to be a positive experience for the kids. It's not going to be like, oh, we're going to have a test about what you say to your worry. We're not going to do that. But, um, you know, I I try to like reframe the word homework because that can have such a like uh, feeling, you know. Um, I try to reframe it to skill building or activity building or um, I have a lot of kids who are big into um, like the growth mindset. That's a big movement right now that I think a lot of school counselors are teaching the kids so we can just kind of ride that train and say, all right, we're adding to your growth mindset skills. Yeah, absolutely. And so overall, the treatment of anxiety is going to focus on dealing with the discomfort, tolerating that uncertainty, and building a relationship between your child and their worry, not the content of the worry, because worry is really good. Like we said, that (laughs) whack-a-mole of jumping around from one worry to the next to the next, and you just can play that big, confusing, exhausting whack-a-mole game instead of addressing the process, the language anxiety uses, how it makes you feel. So um, that this really kind of is a, for me, I know it's shifted a lot of the way I think Mm -hmm. about anxiety and treating anxiety. Same, this has been, um, you know, life-changing for me as far as like, you know, how I approach anxiety for, you know, the kids I work with, for myself, you know, it just, it really like changes the perspective. It's a real game changer. So highly recommend finding a therapist who has the same um, set of skills or same mindset for um, for treating anxiety. So overall, if you suspect your kid will need extra support, um, then make sure you look for a therapist who feels comfortable and experienced working with children and also, you know, doesn't teach doesn't teach the avoidance or just the calming techniques um, as a way to manage anxiety. And if you hear from them that they will guarantee that your kid's anxiety will be gone by the end of their treatment, run. (laughs) That is not true. That is a false fact. So, um, yeah. And we just want to give all the credit to Lynn Lyons. Yes, All this information that we're sharing. Yeah, we'll plug her books, her website. Like, please, if you can read her stuff, like, she is number one. So as kid therapists, we work with lots of anxious kids. Um, I know that's a huge majority of my Mm -hmm. practice. And I I just see so many um, anxious, worried kids. And I think that that's going to keep happening. Um, And so we're going to help them uncover, you know, the family resources that you have as a family. And the child already has their strengths, their resources. And we're going to highlight those in treatment uh, using a lot of strengths. And we're going to look at some of the things that are missing, some of those skills that are missing, and how we can teach the family and the child skills to stop keeping that anxiety problem going. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know Lynn Lyons uses the um, terminology a lot, like you're just doing the 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 disorder, disorder, keeping that anxiety going, keeping 
those worries perpetually on that loop. She talked about like the cult leader, like who's working for the cult leader, like anxiety or worries is the cult leader. I know that's like pretty like dark and and extreme, but it really hits the point home that, you know, this worry doesn't care about anything else other than, you know, getting that certainty, getting that comfort and knowing that, all right, we're not going to step into that uncomfortable situation. So we got to just knock that out right away. Yeah, and as a family, if you're or watching your child or coming alongside of your child, um, you've probably been working for that anxiety leader for yeah. a long time. And there's a lot of hope that in anxiety treatment, you can change again from to that offensive place and um, kids can now work for themselves and families can work for themselves instead of working for, for that anxiety leader. Absolutely. I love that. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, I know it's a little shorter, but also the one we have with Susie was a little longer. So we're just kind of like, we're being flexible, right? We're being cooked spaghetti, as Lynn says. You know, the flexibility in our minds is is working right now. So um, as always, if you guys have any questions or feedback, um, you're welcome to post that on our Facebook page. And um, also, if you if you like what you're hearing, I mean, I know we're kind of almost midway through our first season. Woohoo! Um, you know, rate us on iTunes. You know, make a, a review. You tell us what you like, and we'll continue to to bring you you know this content that is helpful for you all. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>